Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks, wherever the heck in the world you are. It's V, the Grill Economist, and I'm with my main man, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. We have with us the scientist at large, our own troublemaker the, uh, extraordinaire himself, the one and only Jed Blake, is joining us. It is the outer limits, reality-bending, truth-telling, and if you don't know, you better ask somebody. It's the one and only Jed Blake. This is Outer Limits, folks. You're about to get the skinny on the intergalactic, interdimensional, and interpersonal of all things geospiritual. And with that being said, Jet, good morning, man. How are you? Real good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm on my second cup of coffee. I'm not slurring my speech, so this is a good thing. How about... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, told just before you hopped on in, in the back of the studio talking to cj a little bit we had nice weather uh sunny and in the 50s which yeah. was ideal and I, I i took a hike we we have some real nice state parks in my area and i'm in a uh, a mountain range here in the midwest mm -hmm. and um beautiful day but what's interesting uh, a trend for the last couple of years that this is also out west western part of the united states is there's a large mountain lions and bobcats oh yeah and uh, they're getting they're getting uh, pretty big because they're hitting the news and then there's uh i think i don't have it it might be a facebook group or something of that nature of the different subdivisions and people are posting uh, pictures maybe it's from their ring doorbell or they have cameras in the back of their yards uh with motion de detectors and they have pictures of these large cats and man they're I was telling CJ, they're large enough. I think they could, uh, if it's a smaller human, they might be able to take out a human. So when, when I go on these nature hikes, you have to have like a walking stick, a very uh, good, durable walking stick because uh, they're out there. Now they're in the backyards. And I think a lot of people, you have to be careful if you have cats or small dogs, they might nab them. But it's just, it's interesting how there's a, an uptick of these cats as far as breeding. And I think they're they're getting a very healthy population. But people that are uh, bicycling on these trails, mountain biking, or or hiking, you 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 should have maybe some type of bear spray, mace, or a, definitely a walking stick. Um, 
before yeah. you go out. And uh, when I was on the trail, I saw a couple. They looked like in their uh, 30s, uh, a nice couple waved high. And they both had uh, the backpacks and they had little ones. Yeah. On the backpack. Oh, my God. And uh, and they were they were just they were ending the trail. So they were heading to the car and I was getting ready to hop on the trail. And I thought I didn't see, they didn't have any walking sticks or, or mace with them. I thought, well, I they'll know. throw their kids at the mountain lion. And yeah. Run. Yeah. Mean, that would work. I didn't yeah. think of that. I yeah. thought, you know, that's how parents are these days. So, <laughs> you know, dude, it's crazy. I, I like, I could not live in an area like that without having a large dog with me. Like I'd have like, if I was on that trail, I'll get like a Kane Corso, which would, which would yeah. make short work of a cougar, you know? Oh, that would work. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I didn't think about that. I don't have yeah, it. I, I, I don't get have a, a corso, man. I mean, it, it's more dog than what's most. I mean, it's a battle tank with four legs. I mean, that dog has the most powerful jaw of any dog measured, and it's at 780 psi. Think about that oh, 780 wow. pounds per square inch. An African lion is putting around 660 uh, mm -hmm. pounds per square inch on, on his jaw. So the, the cane corso, I mean, think of it this way the corso has killed more people in the united states than all of the dog breeds combined Ooh, and I didn't know that. They, they've dismembered people <laughs> right oh yeah i mean they are absolute loyal to family they're great with kids right the but if you are an intruder god help you they are yeah. no joke wow you know? yeah wow you that's know. interesting i bet they're expensive they are a well-bred yeah. corso is uh is the they'll they'll run probably you know I mean I don't know what the current prices are but they are they're not cheap and you, you got to get a, a a good one from good quality working lines they're they're fantastic there's a lot of uh and it's funny because a lot of people get that dog and they're not ready for it you know it, this is a dog that you need to have a very strong mind for you know there's a you know unless you're like a you know a strong alpha which you are jet. You'd have no problem with it, you know. You, you, uh, I think the dog would be your best companion for you. You know, a dog yeah. like that will protect you and your wife. Will give its life to protect you and your wife. You know. Yeah, they but, sure are a pretty dog. Uh, is it? Are they mostly black? Huh? Are they mostly black in color? Yeah, they come in black, uh, reverse brindle, and a and a gray. Okay. They're 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 yeah they're good. And once you get one, you you train them from uh, from when they're a pup. They're excellent. I mean they're. You know, of the Molizer family, and Molizer breeds, mm -hmm. Corso, you know, which are the Mastiff descendants, Cor you know, uh, uh, Corsos, uh, uh, you know, uh, Spanish Mastiffs, uh, Pressas, uh, Neapolitan Mastiffs, English Mastiffs, South African Bells, uh Fila Brasileiros, Dog Argentinos. These are the battle hardened gladiator breeds. And one of the things about these dogs, it's like, it's that, you know, you, you look and do a deep dive into these Molizers. They're excellent. Like if they're if they're you know you raise them from a pup around family around kids around small animals they're fine. They are absolutely fine. I know I have a few friends of mine who are capable individuals and human beings. They got their corsos raised. I mean, one of my my old uh, boss had two corsos, raised raised with his little kids, raised with his family. No no problem. He had a burglar break into the house oh. one time. Yeah, and one of his dogs named Zeus grabbed the burglar. And pulled him through the screen door uh, window. Pulled him <laughs> right through the glass. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, man. Were they were they used in? Because uh, they're 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 those uh, extremely muscular dogs. Were they used in um, 
Roman military yes. or militaries, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they were. They were descendants of the old uh, uh, um, uh, Roman uh, uh, Molizer, uh, uh dog, the old Roman dogs of war. Roman you know? dogs of war. Yeah. So the Corso and uh, the Neapolitan Mastiff, they share a, a, a similar heritage. The Neapolitans are much more you know, higher maintenance dogs and whatnot. Corsos are, again, a well-bred Corso from working line is extremely hardy, extremely um, versatile and healthy dog, you know, versus like something like a, a Neapolitan Mastiff. And I share this because I'm a dog guy, man. I've had powerful breeds, rot I own Rottweilers, Pit Bulls. You know, I've had a Pressa Canario. I had a 135-pound Pressa Canario female. And uh, nowadays I have a, an 8-pound Yorkie, but we are looking to get another powerful breed but yeah, these are corsos. I, the corsos on the top of my list, in in terms of a, of a powerhouse of a breed to get. Again, they require work. Uh, these are these are not dogs. If you're not experienced dealing with a powerhouse breed like a corso, I do not um, uh, you know recommend it. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're like a you know like a beta male and and uh, you're afraid of <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, you 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 take this. If you're a, so a consumer of soy. I do not recommend yeah. this breed. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if the dog catches you coming in with a Starbucks coffee cup, it'll attack you, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't do well with soy. But this is, you know, if I if I was on a homestead and, um, you know, like this dog currently where I live, this is probably even too much for my neighborhood. I, I'd probably get a, a well-trained. And whatever dog I get, I'll, you know, because I don't have the, you know, I, I will train uh, obviously at the home, but I, I'll spend the extra money for some protection work. Uh, training to be done as well. Um, yeah, Corso is a great thing. Corso, I like uh, um, uh, um, uh, working line uh, pit bulls are wonderful. Um, you know, and they're not like super high energy, which is great. So they'll just they'll just hang around, they'll chill out with you, and you know, take it easy. But uh, God help someone if they try to break into your house, they're they're dead. Yeah, I think if I were in an ancient Roman battlefield and one or two of those were coming at me, I'd have to change my undergarments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do. I mean, I'm looking at the chat. People like American Nikitas. You don't want an American Nikita. They're difficult to train, um, stubborn as hell, very powerful dog breed. You don't want to. Corsos are far more easier to train than a Nikita. Belgian Malinois. Yeah, they're 85 pound fur bullets, but my God, unless you are super active, that is a dog that has an extremely high drive. You need to work that dog every single day, otherwise, it's going to wreck your house. You know, that's just the way it is, man. But uh, these dogs are great. They're phenomenal. And it requires, again, firm warning. It requires a firm hand because these are four-legged battle tanks. Now, So, yeah, you get on a nature walk, Jed. You get one of these things, I wouldn't worry about a cougar. Oh, no, I don't think. I, probably the cougar could sense that, that dog anyway uh, from a distance and wouldn't even confront you. Yeah, if it, if it does, it would be the last thing the cougar does. Yeah, I think they're smart enough. They would recognize and then uh, avoid you. A cougar's smart enough. They they could probably tell if you're isolated. Oh yeah, uh, to pursue you. You have a dog like that with the scent in their eyes. I don't even think they'd come within two hundred yards. Yeah, you know it's funny that those parents had you know the kids on their back because that's that's how cougars like to attack. They like to attack from the back. Yeah. yeah. People are stupid, man. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't. You know, of course, I, I just said hello and they said hi back and. Uh, the, that younger age group, and I thought, wow, that's that's pretty bold. I said, I, I don't know if they're familiar with this area. I'd be a little more prepared, especially the the husband. He didn't have anything. And I thought, oh well, I, you know, that's their business. Yeah. So I, I waved hi, said hello, 
went about. But uh, part, part of the reason why I brought that, that nature walk today that kind of ties in with what I want to talk about on, on the show between uh, health, conscious awareness, and, and Earth's natural beat, mm. the Schumann resonance, and kind of what I think the, the listening audience is probably aware of this, but I'm going to tie in where I think they're headed with the cell phone communication, rolling out the 5G, and then uh, these 15-minute cities. Yeah. Uh, and, and what they what what they have planned because I, I look at it from a, a field theory scientific perspective and looking at the patents and the funding and in a lot of these corporations I can kind of fast forward what the world's going to look like 10 20 years from now and uh, I have a very clear picture of what life will look like 20 years from now you know whether I'm here or not but those that, that would be and some of the the red flares now uh algo cowboy mentioned that uh, the the outer limit shows on today so it's we're all gonna die and he and he laughed so i thought oh, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit i know i know he's joking but uh i hope this show outer limits isn't always doom and gloom that we're all gonna die no it's not, gloom and not gloom my gloom. intent uh, no, no, no. by any means but the information is kind of scary and uh, I would say could be labeled on a gloomy side, but it's only from the standpoint that um, I think it's int- important to be aware of possible agendas. I think there's many, many agendas. I, I kind of see it from the lens as a research scientist in field theory. And th- these shows are basically just to kind of give people a heads up and maybe what can we do to defend against it yeah th- i mean it's been proven invaluable i mean especially all the things that we know that they're doing with food uh and with uh with, with the the type of drugs they're pumping out into the environment and whatnot what we can do to mitigate those things keeps us ahead you know it's it's you know i tell everybody jet it's like you know every in- piece of intel i get i you you, you always have to take it you got to file it you got to process it and see how things play out but the point is you're actively consuming the information you're actively thinking about it allowing it to regurgitate in your mind in order for you to grasp what you need to do in terms of next steps. So yeah, it's invaluable. Yeah. And I think as far as the content, it's probably not the most popular show uh, because if you look at social media and the platforms, YouTube and other people are interested in Hollywood and sports and the economy and uh, geopolitics, what's going on in Europe or if a, a balloon floating over, the United States, and which is interesting, it went right over my uh, factory and my lab. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I thought it, it hit uh, both those places in Missouri. But um, th- this subject matter, I think, it would appeal to a, a certain segment of, of an audience that maybe has a higher uh, thinking process at, at, at a higher level. Uh, the forensics it's a lot more detail. So the picture of the pieces of the puzzle are a little bit harder to put together. Yeah. But as far as the, the, the content, what, what we discuss on this show, I, I kind of peruse the internet and maybe two or three other sites kind of come close. So I think this material is rare. And I think if you listen to it over time, you might, the audience might develop an appetite where they can 
start to appreciate it. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to scare the bejeebies out of everyone. I, so I'll apologize right now if that's the case. That's not my intent. No, I, I, I think we're all adults here, man. It's not like fear porn. I'm not going to, my audience isn't going to grow. It's, it's always kind of stayed small. And I'm like, yeah, I realize that I'm, I'm not going to be very popular, but I, I'm not doing this to be popular. Uh, the Schumann resonance, the earth has a natural, say, heartbeat. It has a natural rhythm. And right. uh, that was uh, discovered <clears throat> in the 50s, or early 50s, and then in the early 60s, they had scientific equipment to verify. It's, it's uh, around 7.85 to 8.5 hertz. So that's that's a very low, they, they call it extremely low frequency ELF. Yeah. 7.85 and 8.5 hertz. And uh, that's the beat, the heartbeat of Earth. And that's kind of the baseline that humans, plants, and animals, we all operate on that beat or rhythm. And that's because... Humans, plants, and animals, we're all comprised of the same minerals, vitamins, amino acid, enzymes. Right. So that's why when the ancient texts say, from dust you are and dust you shall return. Yeah. And uh, the decomposition, a human will decompose just like a plant or an animal, and you revert back into the same components. We're of the earth. We're part of the earth. We're of the earth. Uh, we're cousins to animals and plants we're all of the same material what what difference is the complexity of the genetic the dna code mm -hmm. of plants animals and human and then the higher order we have a, a potentially we have a higher conscious ability to have abstract thinking uh, uh, daydreaming imaginations meditation prayer a plant has consciousness as well as earth but a plant doesn't have imagination daydream or communicate to a higher realm but we have we have that ability um, just based on the complexity of, of dna we have the more advanced now some people say i don't know it's nowadays the way humans are behaving maybe maybe there are some plants and animals uh that are of a higher vibration that, than humans and i'm like <laughs> i have to agree with that yeah you might have a there. <laughs> but um What's interesting is the earth, uh, there's a little, I think it's the first video in the email, CJ. It's only a 24-second video. Okay. Do you see that? I'll look on the screen. And yeah, that one. I don't think there's any commentary on that. All right, here we go. Let's see. Okay, what this is showing is lightning strikes. See the little lightning strike? And see the blue waves? Mm -hmm. What that's showing is, and then you can play it one more time, because it's only 24 seconds long, and I'll, I'll, I'll be the narrator. What that's showing is the upper parts of the ionosphere, and when lightning uh, strikes, there's a frequency oscillation that hits the upper ionosphere and bounces back. That's what you're seeing, the blue. And that uh, consistently creates a 7.85 to 8.5 hertz. 
and those waves are echoing and, and bouncing. And the primary, uh, most of the lightning strikes, they strike from the ground up. So the ground, the ground has, is uh, negative, has a negative charge, and the upper atmosphere is uh, positive. So lightning strikes from the ground up. And your primary lightning basis for the Earth is the Americas, uh, Africa, Asia, Eurasia. So those are the, there's more lightning strikes that occur on the, those land masses than uh, over the oceans. So the Earth is uh, vibrates, and those lightning strikes and that that resonance because there's every 14 minutes the amount of energy that that's being uh, produced from the Earth's surface, a lightning strike into the atmosphere. Every 14 minutes, it's equivalent of 20 Hiroshima. Remember the, uh, the bomb released in, at the end of World War II? So every 14 minutes, that's the amount of energy. You, you have 20 of those, uh, as if 20 of those were going off every uh, 14 minutes. But what's interesting is when a lightning strikes, uh, what it boils down to, uh, to not bore the listening audience with the science, I'll just boil it down. What you have is 10 to the minus 7 joules per standard cubic meter, or 10 to the minus 7 watts per cubic meter. That, what's is interesting, that is exactly the same ratio of human thought when you have the electrical igniting of your neural network, your synapses, and your dendrites. It's identical. So there's no difference that you can tell that we're part of the earth because the, uh, the, the energy density of the lightning strikes is identical to the energy density of our thought. Um, what That's incredible. The energy density of the lightning strike is similar to the energy density of our thoughts. It's identical. It's 10 to the minus 7 joules or watts per meter squared. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, see, what we have is the, 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 the Earth has a uh, geocorona. It's, it's a cloud of hydrogen atoms and, and and really the the earth's atmosphere extends it, it's extremely thin at this point but the earth's atmosphere really extends to 390,000 miles uh, above the surface so the the moon is inside the earth's atmosphere hmm. technically cuz the moon's about 239 240,000 miles um, but if you if you take the <clears throat> atmosphere, we, we have uh, approximately 300,000, 250,000 to 300,000 volts is the Earth's potential in our atmosphere. So we have the uh, troposphere, the stratosphere, the ozone layer, the mesosphere, the ionic sphere, it's about 500 miles up, and then the exosphere. The exosphere extends about 390,000 Miles. So the Earth is uh, full of electricity. We're full of electricity. We we have just under one volt per cell, and we have. Uh, so we're we are the battery that the Matrix talks about. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. The the Earth is energized. We're energized. We have the same uh, energy density as the Earth. 
so it's all composite and we're designed to be grounded to the to the earth i i Jet, can i ask you this one more, one more time can you give me that formula i want to write this down man that is so fat the formula of lightning and and and, and human thought what is it again it's one that's 10 to the minus i want is there to the minus no 10 to the minus seven mm -hmm. joules slash s m cube s m cube okay uh, another way of saying it is 10 to the minus 7th W watts per meter squared. It's the okay. same. Because a, a joule is a work done with one new, newton. Uh, mm -hmm. one, it's it's, a, it's a, the, the distance of mass of one meter, or it's a, another way of looking at it is di displacement as heat. It's one amp through a resistance of one ohm for one second. So you're... Uh, your joule or watt—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a measurement of energy. It's—they're identical. The, the density of a lightning strike and then the neural network—they hmm. match. Amazing. So what happens is we, on our brain wave length, we have theta. Theta is uh, when our brain wavelength is four to seven hertz. So that's a state where that's when you're daydreaming. That's when you're most uh, intuitive, uh, creative. Then you have alpha. That's at a resting state. That's 8 to 12 hertz. Then you have the beta wavelength. This is your brain, 12 and a half to 30 hertz. So that would be, uh, beta would be daily engagement. Like right now, uh, in having this, uh, the Outer Limits show. And the listening audience, uh, you're at work, uh, commuting. You would be in, in beta most of the day, uh, 12.5 to 30 hertz. And then gamma is 30 to 90 hertz. That's a high level of action and, and thinking, uh, gamma. But when, when you're when you're in your theta, at, at the the juncture between theta and alpha in your wavelength. That's when you're, you're in sync with the earth. You're in the same beat as earth, plants, and animals. When you're at the transition of theta and alpha. And that's, that's when you have the greatest creativity, intuition, uh, daydreaming. Remember as a kid, a lot of times maybe during class was boring and you're kind of daydreaming, looking out the window, at least I yeah. So uh, that, that's also, Ken, if you're in prayer or meditating, you would also be at, at right at the border of the theta and alpha, about eight hertz. The, the, the most, the, the more as a, as a human entity, the way we're designed, the more you can be at eight hertz is when you really uh, connect to the abstract, the let's say the spiritual side of the human condition. And I think what happens, especially this particular timeline, all of us living now, I think when I talk about the system engineers, I think it's absolutely a deliberate design. And this is a combination, when I say system engineers, I've defined this before, this would be a combination of human and non-human characters working together, I think, to either mislead or hijack or steer mankind in a manner they think best, but not, I would say, not in the best manner for us. 
as independent individual sovereign entities. Mm. So I think they've created a world, a world matrix, a world reality that does everything it can to keep us out of that theta alpha state at eight hertz. Because if they, if they can keep us from ever engaging in that eight hertz, which is really, I think, mankind, that's when you're really in the prime, in that zone of the human experience. That, that's when it's the most blissful. It's, it's the most exciting, the most entertaining. And they're like, no, 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 no. Let's keep mankind in state of fear or anxiety with bills and stresses, uh, family bickering, teenage parent conflict, uh, traffic at work, road rage, whatever it might be. Let's keep them in a state and design an entertainment network that they're almost, except for maybe when they're sleeping, anytime but, but sleeping, and then even then they'd like to interrupt that sleep, which they're able to do through uh, more so with 5G. Let's keep them to where they're never in that eight hertz state. <clears throat> keep us from connecting to, let's say, source or the divine or realm. And I, I think that I, I see the way the world's structured. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, one thing that we we found is that in, in our research studies, if you're, it's going to be very unusual what I'm about to say. So I'm kind of giving you some inside discoveries that we've had in, in my research group. And, and someone uh, someone on Discord texted me, said, hey, can you get other your, the other scientists on the show? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> they refused to they refused to, to go public with this. Uh, they, they actually kind of warned me that I've, they're like, well, you know, what are you kind of wasting your time and you need to focus on this. So th this is rare. The others are not going to be. Uh, interviews uh, or their whereabouts. I can tell you that right now. But um, what we found is there's an interesting phenomenon. If you're near uh, natural water sites where uh, you, you have a certain water flow rate and it's uh, a ground source water, especially certain temperatures, I talked about this in the in the retreat, the people that showed up for the retreat. If, if you have a certain flow, a flow rate and a water temperature, there's natural sites on earth that energize water. And then we, we talked about earlier, there's this particular corporation I really do not like. I don't mention their name. You had me uh, in the past. Uh, a lot of these water sites are being purchased. It rhymes with Wesley. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, they, uh, they, I think they know, and I think they've known for a long time, uh, and, 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 and we know this. The difference is we would like more people to have access to this. But if you're near the this type of water site, that water and in close proximity. So if you're if you're within say 20 feet of that water site, that the ions produced and the energy emitted from these natural water sites will put you in that induced automatically eight hertz state. 
So if you could, if you could go there, uh, you will be in this state as fast as uh, one minute, once once 60 seconds thereabouts in this environment, you'll be at the state of eight hertz. And the longer you could stay there, you'll be in this, I don't want, it's kind of like a trans-like state, but, but it's where you would have the greatest intuition, creativity, uh, uh, daydreaming, and uh, you can have epiphanies or you can have... Uh, types of enlightenment. And uh, if you're there, the sweet spot is 40 minutes. Research has shown if you're there for, let's say, uh, I, I talked about this in the retreat, Let, let's say that uh, you go there as a family and it, your kid's there, or if it's just uh, you as a couple. Let's say you were, oh, you're both stressed out or the family's stressed out and there's been some bickering and arguing maybe, you know, for, for weeks here and there. Uh, and you got the, the family you haven't been in the best mood. And, and so if you're there for 40 minutes or longer, it is absolutely impossible to stay angry uh, in, in an angered state from 40 minutes or beyond near an active natural waterway site you notice that there would be open dialogue and absolute peace. It's been done. We did we did that at the retreat, for example, because I know one of these spots very well. Uh, discovered it a long time ago. There there are many, but this is one that was close. We went there, and that's what we did. We we're there for longer forty minutes, and then I surveyed the group. And there were a couple. There were couples there, single individuals. They all uh, recognized that. Well, why are they making these sites off limits to humans? Why are they wanting 15-minute cities? These uh, Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2040, why are they wanting these? Uh, and Jeff, could you, could you just explain for the layperson what, what a 15-minute city is, please? Yeah, they're already uh, rolling that out. I, I, th I think one of the most active is in England. Uh, one of the... The, the concept that they're pushing uh, a 15 minute city is that they, they say that there's climate change and uh, it's our fault because of it. And uh, related to your carbon footprint, consumption of energy. And so the idea of a 15 minute city is uh, everything you need within 15 minutes. So there's no need for a vehicle, maybe a bicycle or some electric scooter. Oh yeah. But uh, everything you need is within walking distance, 15 minute, and there's no need for you uh, to go beyond your 15 minute radius. And if you do, uh, you might be allowed up to four times a year to leave beyond, say, 12 miles, a 10 mile radius. But you'd have to get permission from your city council to go beyond that 12 miles. It's, it's, it's insane. They're already going to be rolling that out. Uh, I think they're going to start testing that in 2024, something like that. But you, you could do an internet search and get the specifics. Uh, but we've talked about that on your Discord. That, that, that someone might even be keying in on the, the comment section. Uh, the specifics where in England they've already approved that. And uh, the reason 
why I'm bringing this up is absolutely, let's fast forward, 20 years is extremely safe. So let's say we hop in a time machine and we're 20 years into the future. That will be the game plan, will be these 15-minute cities. And you will not be able to leave uh, unless you have a very high social score. Let's say you're uh, of a, a in the political class or the wealthy class. Now you'll be able to, with your private jet, jet anywhere. You'll be able to have unlimited caloric intake. You'll be able to have fresh meat. Nothing will change for you, uh, but, but you're the 0.001%, one-tenth of 1% or the 1%. But for the rest of the peasants, uh, you, you'll be confined. And uh, once you, once, if you have a high enough social score and you appeal, you'll be allowed four times a year to go, to, you know, go beyond that 12, 15-mile radius because you're a good citizen, you won't have access. How many, how many of us have gone on camping trips? Well, I have. I, I mean, as, as kids, summer vacation. How, how many, I'm referencing the United States because this is where I was born and raised, but how many have had a chance to go to uh, Yellowstone maybe or Grand Canyon or other sites, the Badlands of the Dakotas? Um Parks or your your summer vacation where you hop in. Uh, remember the old station wagon with the fake wood on the side and the uh, luggage rack on the top. So, I love those. Good old days. Oh yeah, face backwards. And you and you're looking at every car behind you. I remember those. Yeah, and, uh, I hated those things. <laughs> yeah, and the truck driver and you're uh, making funny faces and everything. Yeah, or you're trying to get the truck driver to blow his horn and blow you keep horn. Like, yeah the, the the honk the horn symbol for the trucks. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, we uh, when we I always tease everyone. Uh, that my dad was always a cheapskate. You know, he was a pilot, World War II, old school. You know, and anytime we did anything wrong, we got a good old fashioned ass whooping. Sure. But anyway, I told everyone, I said, yeah, we we had uh, we had playstations and and tablets in the seventies. It was it was called a phone book. So he'd throw us a phone book, and that'd be our entertainment to look through the phone book while we're driving. 12 hours to Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> and and we're worse, you get it through your dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're in a seat looking back and trying to get the truck drivers a hunker horn. That was our entertainment in the 70s. But uh, the the camping and these beautiful natural sites, whether it's a state park, a, a national park, they they want to absolutely cut all those sites off. So they they want to disconnect humans from nature, from these natural spots where it would just naturally puts you in an eight hertz state, which is a very spiritual, high conscious state where you have creativity. And if they stick you in these cities, which they have planned these mega cities, these UN mega cities, these 15 minute cities, you'll be bombarded with 60 hertz and higher on a 24 hour basis. You'll never be able, they literally will prevent you physically from being in an environment where you you, your body can get to eight Hertz. Yeah. It'll be impossible, which means you'll never be able to get to a state of prayer, meditation, have creativity, correct. Daydreaming, uh, epiphanies. <clears throat> so what that that's prison. That to me, that that's, that's a prison of the body, mind, soul. That's, that's, I don't know what, what psychopathic demonic, satanic whatever i don't know what terms you want to use that that is pure evil well do you think it's just going to be 
in certain liberal areas? No. So let, I'll give you some inside information. I won't mention any names because I want to respect that. But in the United States, it's, it's questionable. I mean, really, the Constitution and Bill of Rights, do we have that? It's, it's been trampled on for many decades now and, and, and these oppressive laws. You have other guests uh, that do a way better job on the geopolitical or the national scene. But I think this audience knows uh, if you want to use freedoms or privileges, they've been stomped on and crushed and remove systematically one by one by one by one to where there's, there's really uh, nothing left, but hopping in the car, you remember, you couldn't wait till at least me, you couldn't wait yeah. 16 to get your driver's license. Oh yeah. Freedom to drive anywhere you want to go. Yeah. The freedom to get in the car. And uh, the way I grew up, I uh, grew up on the, on the poor side. I had to, you know, I had to pay for everything. My parents didn't give me any, uh, car for graduation or whatever. So I worked years hustling, cutting grass, shoveling snow, all that stuff, raking leaves and having a savings account. And I uh, got my first car was a Ford Maverick. So I, uh, I couldn't wait to get the car and that freedom that, that represented. Insurance was very expensive, but back then gas was around 70 cents a gallon. Yeah. Good old days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's back when they had regular so when I started driving, they had regular and unleaded. So regular had lead. So my, the car I drove needed regular gas, the old regular. And um, uh, you got that car because it represented freedom. Well, in, in the United States, the, the car industry is completely changing. So if we fast forward 20 years from now, they'll have phased out all combustion engines because they're all heading towards electric. So I've had these uh, calls even last week these electric vehicles, and then they're heading towards autonomous. So not only will they phase from diesel and gasoline to electric, they're going to go eventually electric, but no steering wheel. They'll be autonomous. So the vehicle will operate based on uh, GPS. Yes, and when you misbehave, it'll drive you to the police station. Yeah. Uh, well, the vehicles, what's interesting is, these Fortune 100 companies, uh, it, this is already a done deal. So in the United States, we're not going to have these freedoms anymore. It's already baked in, in the cake. Uh, these Fortune 100 companies are working on smart roads in, in conjunction with autonomous electric vehicles. So what happens is, uh, CJ and V, the, the roads are going to have sensors. And the sensors are going to communicate with the electric vehicles. Yep. And you'll, ha you'll have to have an ID, uh, whether you own it or you just simply lease it, like through an app. But when you get into the uh, electric vehicle, it will know who's in the electric vehicle. And, and it'll know immediately uh, what your clearance <laughs> is, how many miles you're able to travel. Yeah, based on your carbon uh how many carbon credits you're allowed? You know, if you're if you get yeah. like 300 credits, and if you travel more than 15 miles, then that's uh, 35 credits out of your 300, and that's what you're only allowed for that week or month or whatever. Or, or if your uh, social score oh, has yes. been penalized because of comments on social media, <laughs> or you listen to Jet Blake. On oh road. yeah, 
you're doomed, right? You're, 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 you're screwed. Then then you're limited. Uh, You wouldn't be able to go beyond that 14 mile radius. The vehicle based on uh, the inhabitants of the vehicle, the vehicle will actually stop at the 14 miles and will not go any further because of sensors in the road, sensors in the autonomous or the electric vehicle and you with your uh, ID, whether it's a smartphone or if it's uh, uh, a skin tattoo or whatever, it comes to a stop. Nothing. You can't override it. There's no emergency override and and pushing the pedal down. It comes to a stop. Yeah. Why is the United States, why they already, why the engineers working on this? Fortune 100 companies, I won't name them. They're already working on it. And this is all going to be rolled out in less than 20 years. And no, no more gasoline combustion engines or diesel. So why 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 do they already have uh, multi billion dollars and the engineers are already working on it? So I was in a meeting last week. That's what they're doing. There's no stopping this. Yeah, you're not going to hop in your car. Uh, and I know you're a car car connoisseur, and you, you got these real nice high end cars. Uh, I hate I, I hate cars. I drive I ride my bicycle every day, Chad. <laughs> I rollerblade everywhere I go. <laughs> so that's that's uh, that that's coming to an end. So they don't want you to be able to go camping and and visit uh, relatives or any type of uh, vacation unless you're authorized to. But then you won't be. They still don't want you to go in your car and say you want to go to Florida for a week along the beach and, and you were authorized, you'll get there through uh, autonomous electric vehicles or electric uh, drone craft. They'll, they'll take you there and then pick you up and bring you back. But the days of hopping in the car with your car keys and uh, putting it in drive and just hitting the road. uh, uh-uh. So that already shows the United States is already co-opt. It's it, there isn't. So uh, I think looking at it a very unusual, uh, probably bizarre manner uh, from the lens with uh, field theory, I'm like, well, sure, then you're a prison within your designated area and they're gonna keep you in a state with your uh, brainwave state that will never be able to get to an eight hertz, which is crucial for the human experience. You know, when most people uh, back in the day, authors uh, or uh, musicians, they would go off into a cabin or a retreat to, to finish a publication or to uh, write music and, and maybe uh, record. That's because they, they recognize the importance of being that in that eight hertz. And that's when they're at the peak of their creativity to finish that novel or uh, to write a scientific paper or music. How are you going to do that when you're in these 15 minute or these uh, mega cities? and you physically can't be connected with nature. They've barred those uh, sites from humanity. It's, it's very sinister. And that's, that's kind of what I uh, wanted to uh, bring up today. And that's just a heads up. I don't know what the s- solution is. I, I, I can see that very soon, if they try to roll out central bank digital currencies or they come up with multiple false flags of whatever is on their agenda and they restructure the banking system. And sooner or later, this audience knows they're going to try to 
roll out social scores and uh, rules of engagement, how to get on the internet and how to conduct business. It's, uh, you know, at, th at that point, you have a breakaway society and, and will they let you alone if you try to go off grid? Uh, will they let you have your free range chickens and be able to have your own crops, your own food source, or will they deem that illegal? It'll become illegal to have your own garden and you can't have chickens because, uh, you know, they could have avian flu and be a spreader. I don't Who knows what kind of lunacy. So I don't know uh, what, you, what your guys' thoughts are. Or you have any visions of what you're going to do or uh, any strategies if you don't want to be in those 15-minute cities and have a tattoo on your wrists and be delegated to social scores and then uh, every second of your life micromanaged by a tyrannical technocracy? Uh, I'm going to go live with the Amish. What about you, Siege? That's a possibility. And, you know, I think in, in regards to what those communities could, you know, be, but it's going to be hard to unplug from some of those systems that they, uh, they create. Uh, that's, that's the thing that to me is probably that that's the unknown. And, and what I mean by that is that in terms of the banking, um, different things to uh, be able to participate, um, you know, so again, I think it just falls back to the, you said, you know, the Amish, but I think that they have the ideal model uh, established, um, you know, so definitely, definitely worth uh, researching and figure, figuring that out, Jet. Uh, if you could play, I think it's a two-minute video. See the one on water where it's uh, structured water on the blood? Yeah, that one there. What is it? Yeah, it's less than two minutes. And that here we have a human being. And here we have water. This water contains many different types of information. If we introduce this water into the human body, then that human body will assimilate this information, which may change the person's characteristics. Let us see how this type of water affects human blood. The doctor is drawing blood from a patient's finger. Using a special microscope, we shall be able to see the condition of her body from this drop. These are red blood cells and they've lost their electrical charge. So they're all stuck together in a formation called a rouleau. Here's mm -hmm. a huge symplast. Symplasts are associated with heart disease and uh, arthritis and lung disease and many other conditions that could be coming in the future. The doctor asks the patient to drink a small amount of structured water. After 12 minutes, the doctor again draws blood from the patient and studies it. So you can see that the cells then become buoyant, they become slippery, and they have their electrical charge, so they repel each other. That allows them to carry oxygen and it means that we're changing the pH of the blood back to an aerobic environment rather than an anaerobic environment. Wow. I think that's utterly amazing. And anaerobic environments is what cancer cells need in order for them to grow and proliferate. It's amazing. Right. right. So uh, that's the research that I've been involved in with the energized structured water. 
that's how fast it works as far as uh, a lot of the disease that, that we have, uh, the food industry, the beverage industry, and the electromagnetic toxicity, that, that'd be your computers, your monitors, your cell phones, routers, Wi-Fi's, cell phone towers near your neighborhood, uh, your commute to work, yeah. the office building, everything, high school, uh, elementary school, all of these buildings. What's What that's doing is it's collapsing your blood cells and they're right, it loses its charge. And then they uh, clump together and you have a, a, a rouleau effect and many diseases set in. You have to have your, your blood cells must maintain its charge in hydration. And then they become very slippery, but they're round, they'll repel each other. Then uh, they're able to transport oxygen and carry uh, micronutrients throughout the bodies and into the organ tissues. And so almost everyone on this planet, with an exception of a few, have those collapsed, uncharged blood cells. They, they, and they don't want people to have access to natural energized water. They, they don't want you uh, also to be in the eight hertz because everything is based on electrical charge. If, you're, if your blood cells don't have the proper charge, do not have the proper hydration, and uh, being in tone with the heartbeat of eight hertz, the body collapses. You don't have uh, clarity and thinking. You cannot connect spiritually. You're in an agitated state and also a state of disease or a state of disease. When they're pushing everyone for these 15-minute cities, they're pushing everyone to that, that you'll have to be integrated with uh, social scores and uh, they'll want you to have your, your smartphone where the police can on demand download your, your contents on your phone uh, as part of law. I think in, in South Wales, uh, that's an example of areas where that's already starting, where police can come up and demand your phone and then you go to their vehicle and download. All of this is, is designed to keep mankind ill, physically ill, conscious, spiritually ill, cut off from nature. It's very sinister. And I, I think that the line is drawn in the sand. You're going to have those that are off grid. They're going to want to remain organic. And those that, that either because they're not courageous, there's that, uh, there's, see that thought emotion chart? That's that picture image, CJ. On the email, right? Yeah. Okay. If you blow that or enlarge that, most of humanity is below two hundred. Two hundred is the courage level, and if they can keep people below two hundred, they want to keep people in, in that beta state, that daily activity. Yeah. Notice if you go above courage, if you go above two hundred. You're getting into the 7.5 and 8 hertz. Uh, they don't want humanity above courage. So you have a lot of humanity that are uh, cowards. We are right now uh, below fear, which is uh, at jellyfish type levels. Yeah, that's that's what. And and it, it started with this. Uh, let's see, I only got about three minutes left. It started. Remember. Uh, 
I keep going back in the 70s because that's when I grew up as a kid, 70s and the 80s uh, in high school. But in the 70s, you'd have the playground and you had the rusty uh, geodome and, and the uh, swings with the rusty chain links. Uh, and then uh, you'd horse around and inevitably you always cut yourself and be bleeding because there's some uh, rusty bolt somewhere and uh, or you jump off the swings and skid up your knees because it was like asphalt. How do, how do we go from that to where everything has these rubber mats and everything, uh, the the geodome or the monkey bars are coated in a, in a rubber coating and there's nothing sharp. So they start to get mankind into a safe space. And then we fast forward now, but what they have the all pro, I don't, I, even though I played sports for a living hockey, I can't, since 92, I've, I've when I left, I've never watched a game or anything, but they, they have this all pro football now it's flag football yeah as soon it's going to be a, a flag football with the l removed and that's what we'll be watching on television the way things are going jet yeah it's a flag football with the letter l removed so what happens is they, they they've pushed society uh they, out of fear and then we have this coddle state <clears throat> this is all by design it's very sinister this whole safe and it's like the government will make you safe will keep you safe from pandemics you have to wear uh, a five, six mask that don't do any good. You have to get this mystery fluid injected in you. When you're playing uh, flag football, minus the L, mystery fluid goes along with that, Jet. Right. So uh, all this nanny state, but that's, be, that's to keep mankind perpetually yep. below courage. Uh, so where everyone's cowards and they do as they're, they're told. And you, you will have a global society that never can get to a, a consistent eight hertz where they go above fear, fear of man. Yeah. And uh, actually hang on to the, the sovereignty and the independence of being divine beings. Uh, I, boy, I, I am so, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not happy with uh, society and, uh, and government policies and corporate behavior. Uh, in the fake media in Hollywood, these, these are very evil institutions. And uh, I don't know that, that that's where we're at, but that's just yeah. today's show. That's kind of a heads up. Uh, it's well, you're, prepping, you're prepping us for next week's show. So this is a good, uh, this is a good okay. foundation. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Jet. Thank you so much, folks. If you want to get hold of Jet, you can get him over at the discord. If you want to get into the discord, you must go ahead and contact the producer extraordinary, the one and only CJ. At CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. And with that being said, gentlemen, we're over and out. CJ, take it away. Harley Schlanger's neck, hanging with Harley, folks. <laughs>